were trying new things yeah. and I'd been very unlucky in the love department. <laughs> Turns out I still am. No. <laughs> I thought, why not give it a try and see if I could change that luck? But clearly not. There's Aww. a few arguments that didn't go to air, put it that way. Ooh. When it's on like physical appearance, I don't really care what people are saying. Um, it's more the ones that when people try and target my personality, that's the one that kind of hits home because for me, it doesn't really matter what I look like on the outside. It's more about who I am as a person on the inside. So if somebody's having a direct dig at who I am as a person, then it kind of plays on my mind a little bit more. But other than that, I kind of just laugh it off and turn it into a bit of a joke. Hi guys, we're back. Welcome to Beauty Boss, the podcast about all things beauty and beyond. I'm Jackie, as always, and the lovely Alana is right beside me. Ahoy, my hearty. (laughs) Each week, we'll be bringing you an interview with one of the biggest names in the industry and finding out all their tips and tricks. But as always, we're Mm -hmm. delving beyond skin deep. We're finding out what's at the core, the nitty gritty. Yes, and today we're speaking with Love Island superstar Taylor Demir and of course, as per usual, holy grails and fails of the week and boy, oh boy, do we have some goodies in store for you. Mm, Indeed, indeed, indeed. Let's jump straight into it, Jack. So, my product for the week. Yes. It is amazing. I, Mm. as we all know, as I've broadcast many a times. I have sad, flat, straight, thin hair. Yes. Very upsetting Miserable, to me. Miserable. Disgusting. But I also hate getting my hair cut. <laughs> I hate it. It takes so long. <laughs> oh, so. Yeah. When my ends start to get a little bit fried, mm-hmm. like they are now, mm-hmm. we're at the end of a, a cut cycle. Like, cycle. I need to go back. Um, but I've discovered mm-hmm. a new hair serum. It's by a brand called Abyssian. Ooh. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's available at Sephora. Okay. You can get a little bottle yes. for like $15, I think, or maybe a little bit more. You definitely but opted for the, the large, the didn't big you? bottle. It's like 60 mil, so it's pretty big. Okay, yeah. It's $54 at Sephora. Mm. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Use like the tiniest little pump because obviously I don't want to overdo it with the oils on my hair. Yeah. It's got jojoba oil, sweet almond all the good stuff. Yeah. It just smooths everything out, makes my hair feel sa silky. Sa. Sa silky. Wait, hang on. Look, I'm... I can run my fingers through my hair and it doesn't catch. Do you see that, Jack? Do you see that? I see it. It's that's, beautiful. That's it's hair called, serum in it's action. It's blinding me. In action. So it's a, it's a serum <laughs> yeah. and you just use a tiny little – Yeah. Only it, on your ends? I only put it on my ends. I feel like if you had thicker, coarser hair, you could put it Everywhere. through more, but I, I do not. Dry have, hair? Yeah. yeah. Sorry for the 20 questions. It's okay. I'm you very need to try intrigued. It. You need to try it. It's delightful as I sit here stroking my hair. Jackie, please tell me about your product. <laughs> You've completely distracted me. <laughs> um, I'm on a little bit of a boring train at the moment. I'm going through my beauty cupboard picking out the things that have been with me for so long. Why is not want not, Jackie? Right? But tweezers. I know, I know, I know you're laughing at me. But it is hard to find a good pair of tweezers and they're seriously a lifeline because when you travel, what is the one item that you always take with you? Panadol? It's <laughs> not really what I was going for, thank you. What, tweezers, do you not take tweezers with you when you're like going to Europe for six weeks or something? No, so my eyebrows no. are the only ones that, you know, join in the middle when I go travelling. No, mine grow down onto my eyelids and I just deal with it. <laughs> we are a bunch of hairy beauty bosses. <laughs> Anyway, my Manicare um, tweezers, $9.99, 10 bucks. Mm. 
Priceline. I'm pretty sure you can get them anywhere. I don't know where I got mine from. But Lifeline. <laughs> I love them. Fair. Everybody <laughs> needs good tweez every now and again. Okay. Fail. You've embarrassed me enough. Go on. Oh, mine is great this week. Um, Jackie, let me present them to you across the table. Okay. Please see my hands. <gasps> Um, oh, I tried oh a new fake tan. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Please tell. It's, it's not the worst I've had because it's not up in my knuckles today. So that's really nice. Confirmed. It's just in your web. It's your just webbing. In my finger webbings and this little schmear on on the side of my hand. That's also Which really nice. Is a bit suspicious. Looks like something else. That's uh-huh. not it looks like that. I didn't wash my hands after the toilet. <laughs> Let's be frank about it. Um. Love the tan. All of the reviews did say to wash your hands like properly after you use it. It was the Isle of Paradise tan drop, so you add Ooh, it into your moisturizer. moisturizer. Yeah, love it. Feeling very golden and glowing you everywhere else. Ah, very bronze. Mm, I'm enjoying really it. enjoying it. It's all of that winter rain. You know, it's really perking up my tan. <laughs> hang on, hang on. So you're telling me you didn't read the instructions and didn't wash your hands? That's why you got the no, webbing. No, I did. That's why the insides of my hands aren't poo brown. But just between my fingers, I didn't wash them properly. They teach you to wash your hands in kindergarten, but I apparently didn't listen. You missed that class. That's why I've got brown webs in my fingies. That's a nice little tip, though. Yeah. Make sure you wash your webs. Wash your webs. Don't just wash the palms. (laughs) There you go. That's my fail for the week, Jacqueline. Should we get into everything with Taylor? Yes, let's chat to Tay. From the face of Emco Beauty, scrunchy babe, showpo ambassador and reality starlet, everything this boss babe touches turns to gold. Here in the studio to talk all things behind the scenes at Love Island and share her beauty and fashion tips. Thanks for chatting to us, Taylor Demir. Thanks for having me. It's really exciting to be here. <laughs> so we all adored you on Love Island. Yes. Oh, Starting you. off, what was it like being on reality TV? Personally, I loved it. And I say personally because everybody obviously has their own experience and they come off with taking what they want from it. Um, I really enjoyed it and I found it so incredible to see how much actually goes on behind the scenes to make a reality TV show. So I have kind of a newfound respect for it. What made you decide to try out for it? I'm all for trying new things and I'd been very unlucky in the love department. (laughs) Turns out I still am. (laughs) I thought why not give it a try and see if I could change that luck, but clearly not. (laughs) So were you nervous at all about putting yourself out there? Um, I wasn't really nervous about putting myself out there and being on TV. I was more nervous in terms of whether I was going to like anybody in the house mm-hmm. or if, um, yeah, my personality would clash with anyone because obviously it's not the real world where you can just walk away from a situation. Mm-hmm. You are stuck with these people in a very small house, mind you, <laughs> for eight weeks straight and you don't get to have that kind of runaway moment. Yeah. Mm. Can you give us a little bit of behind the scenes? You teased Ooh, us before. There's a few arguments that didn't go to air, put it that way. Ooh. But, um, yeah, me and Justin had a little hissy fit week one. That was basically what that big meltdown was of me in the heart um that was a build-up of not only Grant but also that Justin went at me so I was like okay fabulous this is a great day but um no there's like obviously you're filming film 24 7 so a lot goes on that doesn't go to air but the good thing about our show was if anything they probably cut stuff out to make us all look better so (laughs) there was times where you would obviously stuff up what you were saying or there'd be little arguments or there was one time actually that I was walking with my coffee in the morning and a text came through and I got so excited that I tripped over and spilled the coffee everywhere and they were like, look, we're just going to do that again. Maybe just like Taylor sit down this time. 
Take five, relax. Take five, just calm down, we'll love. Clean up the coffee. <laughs> so if Love Island never happened, what would you be doing right now? Well, before Love Island, I was actually working on a radio station in Byron Bay. So I'd done a journalism broadcasting course and was like, I love radio. I'm going to go do that. Um, so I feel like I'd still definitely be going down sort of the media avenue, sticking to radio and just, yeah, trying to focus on my career, which is what I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, I mean, you obviously won over the hearts of Australia. <laughs> I mean, you have so many followers on Instagram now. Everyone, you know, wants a little piece of Taylor. <laughs> was it really weird to walk down the streets and people, you know, knew who you were or? Yeah. So when I first got off and we got given our phones back because we didn't have our phones the whole time we were there, we had no connection to the outside world. Mm. And I remember I looked at it and the first thing I saw was Facebook actually come up Mm. and there was over 2000 notifications. And I literally went, does anyone want the phone back? Because I don't, I don't want to, somebody take <laughs> Throw it. it into the I ocean. am not dealing with that. <laughs> um, so that was a bit of an adjustment. It took me a couple of months to actually just cipher through everything. Um, mm. But yeah, it's really amazing when you go from someone that no one knew to now going into the shop. And I have lots of young girls coming up to me and being like, you're like saying such lovely things. Like I look up to you or I love following you. And it just, it brings that kind of warmth and knowing that I am being somewhat of a good role model for these younger girls, which is, yeah, it's kind of warming to know that. Oh, did you ever think that young girls would be coming up to you in the no shops way. and looking up to you? And <laughs> No, definitely not. So it was a bit of a shock to the system. Yeah. And it still is. I'm still like, wow, you want a photo with me? Like, why? <laughs> I'm like, I'm standing here in my trackies. Like, I don't, I'm not looking good. Like, are you sure? <laughs> so since you grew into kind of public fame so quickly, mm-hmm. did you experience any issues with trolls or nasty comments? Um, I think everyone kind of gets a little bit of it. Um, I've been extremely lucky. I haven't received too much of it. And to be honest, it doesn't really affect me. Um, I see different things like there's actually, it's quite funny. There's this one person that has, since I've been on the show, I kid you not, without a doubt, mm-hmm. every single photo he comments on. Um, and he comments on my wonky smile. And I actually find it <laughs> hilarious. And I wait for the comment now. I'm like, come on, where's the comment? Like, give me something. <laughs> Stay so up late a, at night. Yeah, it's <laughs> a bit he? of a game. Um, so when it's on like physical appearance, I don't really care what people are saying. Um, it's more the ones that when people try and target my personality, that's the one that kind of hits home. Because for me, it doesn't really matter what I look like on the outside. It's more about who I am as a person on the inside. So if somebody's having a direct dig at who I am as a person, then it kind of plays on my mind a little bit more. Um, But other than that, I kind of just laugh it off and turn it into a bit of a joke. But, yeah, I've been very, very lucky in terms of the trolls and not receiving too much hate just yet, but touch wood. (laughs) (laughs) So your makeup is always stunning. Today's no exception. Mm -hmm. Have you always been into beauty? Well, I grew up a dancer. So from a very young age, I was doing makeup and my mum sucked at it. So pretty much (laughs) it was my responsibility to take over unless I wanted to look like a drag queen on the stage. Um, so yeah, I pretty, I pretty much just kind of taught myself and was watching YouTube videos and different things like that. And yeah, yeah it's just grown on me with age, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, did you have a beauty role model growing up, given it clearly wasn't your mum? Yeah. <laughs> Funny that. I actually loved Miranda Kerr and I loved her story and how she came to who she was. And I was just, yeah, obsessed. And I was like, I want to be Miranda Kerr when I grow up. <laughs> we all do. Everyone did. <laughs> what about now? Is there someone you look up to? 
Um, I look up to quite a lot of people. I think anybody, like a big thing for me now is I've kind of changed my mindset on who is someone I see as a role model. So obviously when you're younger, you look at the celebrities and you look at people like that and you're like, oh my God, I want to be them. Whereas now I think I look at everyday people who continuously get up and continue to fight a battle, whether it be with anxiety or depression or it be that they've gone through something traumatic in their life but they're still every single day choosing to get up and better themselves. And I think that's now a role model for me rather than someone that's more in the limelight or materialistic kind of a role model. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, What is your go-to look in terms of makeup? My go-to look is just very basic. I love goldens. Um, so if it's going to be a nighttime look, I'll usually do like a sort of gold and brown smoky eye and then like a lot of like blush and a lot of just like shimmer. I love shimmer. I'm all about that. Um, but then during the day, I keep it really basic. I like showing my freckles and just, yeah, as long as the brows are done and the eyelashes are done, we're sweet. You're real good. You're ready? You can go conquer the world. Oh, as an ambassador for Shopo as well, you know, you're always on top of the latest trends. Mm-hmm. How big is your wardrobe? Funny question that. I have two bedrooms purely Ooh. purely so I can have two wardrobes. <laughs> and even then I still have clothes in storage. It's, oh. yeah, it's becoming a bit of an issue. I don't know what to do with it all. <laughs> um, but I refuse to chuck it out because I'm like, I'll wear it one day. One day I will wear it. <laughs> Wait, so we're talking about clothes with Still the tags are on them. Um, no, I usually wear everything, okay. whether it be <laughs> like as soon down. as it comes in. Yeah, as soon as it comes <laughs> in. I'm one of those people that's like, as soon as something new, I'm like, I got to wear it. I will find myself a function just to wear it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, no, they definitely all get worn. It's just more the fact of I need to stop having that mentality of I've been seen in it now. I can't wear it again. <sighs> that's something I definitely need to work on. It's We're getting there. One. <laughs> Do you ever just want to chuck on your PJs and just not leave the house? Oh, no, I do that (laughs) all the time. That was my day yesterday. (laughs) I woke up and it was raining and I was like, "Mm, well, it looks like I'm staying in my trackies today. (laughs) So jealous. I wish I was in my trackies yesterday. I was here. (laughs) We need to have like a tracksuit party. That's the best. Yes. We could be doing this right now in tracksuits. We could have. We should have organized this better. We should have done this better. (laughs) Um, How long would it take you on average to get ready? Yes. I'm quite fast actually at getting ready. I think I can, if I'm pushing, I can usually do it in about half an hour. Um, I have mastered the high pony, which mm. takes a lot of time out of getting ready. And then, yeah, clothing wise is probably what takes the longest, just mm. being able to pick an outfit. I'm one of those people that tries on seven things and then goes, oh, actually, I'll just wear the first one. <laughs> what about when you're going full glam? You know, you have a Mm-hmm. Big event to go to. Do you plan what you're wearing beforehand? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I always have my outfit planned before. Otherwise, it's just too much stress on the stress on the night. <laughs> um, and then I have my like hair and makeup girls who are amazing and they help me get ready for my big functions. Perfect. It's all about the pre-planning. It's all about the planning. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever like if you have a breakout or have mm-hmm. a spot? Do you get, um, you know, anxious about putting your photos out there in case someone, you know, reacts to that? Um, I hit a point where I was, would have been 19 mm-hmm. and I had never had bad skin up until then. And all of a sudden I got this extremely bad hormonal breakout across my chin area, um, which is like your hormonal section. Mm-hmm. And I remember at the start, I was so self-conscious. I didn't want to leave the house. I didn't want to go to events. And it really made me understand 
what it was would have been like going through school and having that kind of bad yeah. skin and that self-consciousness every single day, having to be around your peers and people that you're trying to impress, I guess. And it really made me stop and think like, wow, I was very, very lucky growing up and now to have it and to have that option to kind of hide. Um, I got on top of it and fixed it all up. And now when I get a pimple and when I have that odd spot, I always just think back to, well, it can never be as bad as it was in that period of time. So I somewhat embrace it and it doesn't bother me anymore because I'm like, well, it's just one pimple and there's people that are actually going through a lot worse with their skin. So Taylor, get over it. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, there's, there's bigger things going on in the world than your one pimple, honey. So <laughs> I just let it, but let it be on display. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do, did mention before that, um, when you're doing an everyday look, you yeah. like to, you know, show your freckles and mm-hmm. have more of a natural look. Is that sort of what you want to, um, get out there and, you know, teach the, your young followers and your fan base that, yeah, you know, I be think, yourself? I think being yourself is important. And I think just because I like showing, my freckles and beauty doesn't mean that everybody wants to do that and if you feel more confident by putting on a lot of makeup because you enjoy doing that or 100% go ahead. Mm. I think it more comes down to what look makes you feel the happiest and the most confident. So that's all I would ever preach. I wouldn't say you should not wear makeup and you should do this because everyone's different and if makeup is your shield and that's what makes you feel happy, then go for it. Definitely. 100%. So you recently just worked with scrunchies for Mm -hmm. your collection of scrunchies. I'm wearing one now. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell us about how it came about? Yeah, so scrunchies is something that I have loved from a young age. And my mum is a hairdresser. So growing up, scrunchies weren't really on trend anymore. And I remember she would always say to me, Taylor, get those scrunchies out of your hair. They're not, (laughs) we're not doing this. You're not living in the nineties, love. Like, what are you doing? Like, it was such an embarrassment to her. And I used to love that it annoyed her. So I'd be like, "Mm, I'm just going to go buy another five. And then when I was packing to go on the show, because obviously I had so many scrunchies originally, I remember my mum said one thing to me. She was like, do not wear scrunchies on national TV. And I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to wear scrunchies on national TV now. So it became a bit of a thing. And then when I came off, I noticed a lot of girls were messaging me about scrunchies and it was kind of a trend as soon as I got out of the show. And I was like, oh, these are taken off. What has happened? (laughs) Making a comeback. And I wanted to be able to be involved in something that I was passionate about and that I loved, but also at the same time have the opportunity to give back to a charity. And it came about that um, part of the proceeds towards my char- uh, towards my scrunchie collection are going to be on Blue Now. So that's a charity I work with and I've become a speaker for them. Um, so, yeah, it was really cool to find a brand that was willing to allow me to do that, allow me to come up with my own designs and have that creativity that I crave. Um, so that's kind of how it all came about. Yeah. and. Yeah. They've launched now and we're doing really well and I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, it's a good chance to go, suck it, mum, look. Yeah, pretty much. I'm like, Everybody oh. wants my scrunchies, mum. Pretty much. It's so good. <laughs> so when you're traveling around mm-hmm. now, what would you say are your top products that you have to have with you at all times, yeah. be it in your handbag or like your travel makeup bag? Okay, so Lano Lips is a really good one for flying because obviously your lips dry out, your skin dries out yeah. and they've actually just released I haven't tried it yet I really want to it's a face cream for it's a hydrating one specifically for flying so I definitely need to try that because I carry their lip care everywhere like I just put it on before I walked in (laughs) 
Um, and then another one I'd say is just water. I always have a water bottle on me, whether it be just mine's in the car at the moment. <laughs> it's a big one. So I was like, I'm not going to bring it in with me. <laughs> but just water is a really good one and something that I'm trying to stay on top of a lot more. And then, of course, the scrunchie because you can just do up and out for a little bit more or you're going to need to put your hair up at some point in your life. So <laughs> carry a scrunchie with you. <laughs> always carry a scrunchie. Yes. Now, going back to school kind mm-hmm. of thing. So you went and did a radio media journalism course. What did you want to do growing up? I actually wanted to be – so when I was really young, I was Mm. like, I'm going to be a police officer because I loved bossing people around. (laughs) I like – whenever kids would be playing like, I want to play schools, I'd be like, I want to play boot camp. Like I wanted to be like the (laughs) instructor. I was like, I want to yell at everyone and I want to be in charge. And I would like literally force my brother on like boot camps. I'd be like, run around the block five times. And he'd be like, please don't do this to me. (laughs) So, um, yeah, that was something that I was like, I'm going to be a police officer because I'm going to be in charge. And then that dream kind of went out the window as I got a bit older and then I started to listen to radio every morning on the way to school and I became obsessed and I used to say to my mum, I'm going to be on radio one day. And she'd be like, okay, Taylor, like, you wanted to be a police officer but whatever. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just kind of stuck to it and it was a dream that I never really gave up on. I did teaching for a year when I first got out of uni but that was because I think I had a lot of self-doubt then and I didn't think that I thought – Radio is such a hard industry to get into. And I was like, why would anyone want to listen to my voice? What sets me aside from everybody else? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I kind of believed in myself a little bit more and started to really do some self-development that I was like, I don't want to be a teacher. I want to be on radio and I'm going to make this happen. So it just kind of came down to sticking to what I really wanted and finding that passion and just going for it. Yeah. Yeah. And if somebody were to ask you today about what they should do to Mm -hmm. kind of follow their dreams, what would your kind of advice or tips be to kind of head where you want to go? My biggest advice would be just don't follow a pack. Whether your friends be going down a certain path or your family be telling you what you should be doing or have kind of a life plan ready for you, if you have a goal and you have something you want to do, don't follow the pack. Do it. Like lead out. Be a leader. Do it yourself. You have. You can't rely on people. You have to want that drive. Like you have to have that drive from within. And to do that, you have to kind of yeah set yourself aside from everybody else and go. Okay, well, what makes me an individual and what makes me worthy of getting to where I want to be? Mm-hmm. And what about future Taylor? Future Taylor. Oh, good question. <laughs> um, I pretty much am very career driven at the moment and very wanting to just make sure I stay on top of self-love and self-care as well because that's something I neglected when I was growing up. Um, So kind of focusing on myself and my career and just enjoying the moment. I think that's something that's really big to me right now and just kind of realizing that life is really, really going fast <laughs> and I'm like how is it already this time of the year um, we're halfway through and I'm freaking out I'm like okay Taylor just stop and take it all in um so yeah I think future Taylor is just someone who is going to be happy and working and yeah just focusing on herself and as well as loving friends and family around her um but yeah she'll just be setting up life <laughs> goals <laughs> Wearing scrunchies. <laughs> yes. Always. Always. You'll be like Never too old. Kidding. You're like oatmeal wearing scrunchies. Literally. <laughs> 
Now, are you ready for our quick fire questions? Ooh, yes. hit me. All right, let's All right. do this. Number one, <clears throat> if you could only use one beauty product for the rest of your life, what would it be? Brow pencil. Ooh. What one word would you use to describe your beauty routine? Basic. What is your biggest beauty fail? Oh, can it be a fashion fail? Yeah, sure. Okay, mm-hmm. so I was that kid that decided that leggings and a denim skirt was a trend. That <laughs> is not a trend. It was never a trend. I don't know who the hell taught me that that was a trend. <laughs> it's not. Don't burn it. Get rid of it. All evidence out the window. <laughs> <laughs> the beauty trend you've never mastered. Winged eyeliner. Classic. Yeah. And when do you feel you're most beautiful? When I am... I'd probably say when I'm just natural, when I'm been to the beach, gotten out of the water and I feel grounded and I feel just really happy within the moment, that's when I feel most, yeah, most yeah. happy. And finally, if you could give your 16-year-old self any advice, mm-hmm. tips, what would it be? There's two main kind of points that I've always said, like if I could go back in time, like I would tell myself this. And the first one would be to live by the quote I now live by, which is um, is pretty much basically just saying like no well-behaved girl makes history, <laughs> meaning don't be su- don't be suppressed into a box. Don't be suppressed into what people want you to do and to be. And if you want to make an impact and leave a mark, you have to kind of step up and speak out and not be scared to break a rule or not be scared to upset people. Um, you have to just knowing that you're going to sleep every night, happy with your decisions, you're going to be fine. And I think I would also go back and just tell myself that it's okay to not feel okay because you will get through this. And I think that's a big thing that people growing through high school and going through these times, they, they're living in one particular moment and an exam or a friendship group or a fight or an argument, that is only such a small part of your life and you are going to get through it and it is going to be okay. And you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. You don't want to do that exam? Well, don't do it. Don't put yourself under that stress. You don't want to be friends with those people? Don't be friends with those people. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're going to be fine. Just do what you want to do. Yeah. Stick to your goals. Stick to your morals and life goes on. That's what I would be telling because myself. Things will follow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. I've had so much fun. It's been our pleasure. <laughs> thank you, girls. So should we start a reality TV show? I think yes. Yeah. We should go on the amazing race because <gasps> you know how I feel about treasure hunts. We're very competitive too. Mm. Should we bring Taylor along? Yes. I mean, it would be my second reality stint, so... Stop it. You know, we'll just, we'll just get all over it, Jackie. We'll be all over the screens of the world. Oh, well, that's all we have time for today, girlfriends. So please make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Please rate and review so that more people can listen to our delightful voices talking to people that you are interested in. Exactly. And don't forget about our Instagram at Beauty Boss Podcast and make sure you DM us. Tell us what you want to hear. And who from. Exactly. Next episode, of course, we'll be bringing you another amazing interview from another one of your favourite beauty bosses. So make sure you tune in. But until then, make sure you carefully brush your hair from the ends, not top down. It's very important to prevent breakage. Bye. Bye.